Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of our latest Pop Pantheon All Access episode in which Miles Marshall Lewis joined me for a discussion looking back at Madonna's 2008 album, Hard Candy. We get into everything about the album, how we viewed it at the time, how we're thinking about it now, how that's all changed, and what exactly is going on on this record that feels like a linchpin moment in madonna's discography so if you enjoy this episode and you want to hear other episodes like it plus the rest of this episode plus a bonus episode of this show weekly you can subscribe at patreon.com slash or click the link in the show notes of this episode uh-huh. all right so i'm here once again with pop culture critic and author of the kendrick lamar bio promise that you'll sing about me miles marshall lewis miles welcome back to the show thank you thank you thanks for having me again uh it's great to be here so we're here today to talk about another icon last time we got together we talked about prince i I know that's one of your all-timers. I wanted to talk a little bit about Madonna today on the Patreon show for numerous reasons. One is she's currently on a massive world tour, a greatest hits tour, a victory lap of sorts for her, you know, 40-year career as one of the most important pop stars of all time. And also because Hard Candy, I think, is like a very interesting entry into Madonna's catalog that I've had like my own personal journey with over the last Mm. 15 years since it came out where at the time I think when it came out on the heels of Confessions on a Dance Floor Mm -hmm. which is one of my all-time favorite Madonna albums and essentially I think after a run of nearly unbroken like albums that I really admire Mm -hmm. pretty much like throughout her career Mm -hmm. it was the first time that I felt like there was a shift in approach or a a moment in time where it felt like she wasn't necessarily like ahead of the curve as she had been through a lot of her pop career and it felt like it was the first record or there's one other I want to bring up that maybe fits this category slightly that felt like a capitulation to younger pop stars to trends in pop that were not being set by her I guess in some ways so I had a kind of difficult time with it Mm -hmm. at the time and then in retrospect given what's come after it I now look back at this record like with a lot more fondness than I did when (laughs) I originally heard it so that was that was kind of the framework through which I wanted to have this conversation and I'm curious if that rings true to you as in your own Madonna standum or fandom right yeah I mean I loved Madonna from the very beginning Um, definitely her and Prince and Michael were all born in 1958 and they were all staples of my high school years and even my 20s and and into the O's or the Audis, right? So I don't feel like I disliked Hard Candy when it came out. In fact, the records that I sort of don't enjoy from her, or at least up to that point, 2008, was the release of Hard Candy. I didn't really love American Life, and I didn't really love music either. Mm. You know, uh, I mean, I've grown to appreciate it more than I did at the time, but I didn't really love those records. I did absolutely Mm. love Confessions on the Dance Floor and the previous albums, you know, that had come certain Ray Elliott is, is one of my favorites, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But, you know, I do f- agree with you in a sense that it's it seemed like she was playing catch up a little bit on this one. You know, it seemed that she was the veteran that was enlisting the hit makers of the period in order to remain relevant. And that is largely the story of this record. You know, it's funny because people like Pharrell and Timberland and, and even Justin Timberlake, you know, their involvement in this record, they were sort of overtaking her as the pop stars of the time, you know. 
And so it was like, who's helping who out? You know, who's the pop giant actually in this in this story? I know that there were critics who criticized the first single, Four Minutes. It, it seemed as though Madonna were a guest on her own single, <laughs> you know, like it was mm -hmm. almost like Justin mm -hmm. Timberlake's single because that's his producer, Timberland. And, you know, maybe they felt like he had equal amounts or maybe more amounts of uh, mic time than she did or something. It's interesting that they would say that because it's not a far-fetched perception. Not at all. And it, I think it's not even just the mic time. It's so much as like how much the that song and numerous songs on this record sound like those people's albums. Right. I mean, I think that like <laughs> beyond who's getting FaceTime on the song, I think part of the perception of that song at the time is like how much it sounded like a Future Sex oh, yeah. sound or For sure. Nelly Furtado. Mm -hmm song and then i think what i just just in response to sort of whether we like or dislike previous records in her discography yeah. i think whether or not you feel good or bad or bad american life and music what i think changed here or what like felt like this marked a sort of fork in the road for madonna's career is kind of what you were saying which is that like regardless of our feelings on those records those were still very much i felt like madonna very brazenly kind of blazing her own trail setting her own terms for what her music was going to sound like being in her own muse i guess right in terms of her artistic journey, like right. which I felt like had been pretty much the story of most of her career, like and her instincts had always served her pretty well. I mean, American Life being obviously the one blunder, I guess you could say Erotica was potentially another one, although Erotica is one of my favorite albums. I love Erotica. Albums. <laughs> I love yeah, that to death. Right. It just felt like throughout her career to that point, Madonna set the terms for herself and thus for pop usually yeah. like in, in many instances or at least for her echelon of mainstream pop mm -hmm. and this record feels like the the turning point in her lack of ability to find the sweet spot between her intuitions about where pop was going and then bringing pop along with her towards those instincts absolutely and it felt instead that she was following other people's intuitions and instincts about where pop was going i guess the only record that i feel like this might be in conversation with interestingly is bedtime stories which was right. another True. moment uh -huh. in madonna's career that is parallel in some ways in the sense that it was a record where she was coming off a bit of an unsteady moment in her career following erotica the first real moment of unsteadiness in her commercial fortunes i guess mm -hmm. and turned to very already famous and successful hip-hop and r&b oriented right producers to sort of make an album that sounded like in step with trends that were already sort of in the mainstream or already kind of like what younger stars were doing. Absolutely agree. Just to interject that there's a story about her really enjoying this record by Joy, an unsung R&B mm. singer who released a debut album called The Pendulum Vibe, largely produced by Dallas Austin. Madonna sort of swept in and like grabbed Dallas Austin and, you know, Babyface and other black producers and even through to Bjork, you know, for a song on Bedtime Stories, right? right? But I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. That album is in conversation with this one in the sense that one gets the sense that she was sort of vibing to future sex love sounds, you know, by Justin Timberlake and decided, OK, so I'm going to grab him and I'm going to grab, you know, his producers and I'm going to sort of sound like that in the way that she arguably tried to sound like Joy or try to filter what Joy was doing through the Madonna thief, you know? Uh, yeah. So I think that the, that connection feels important to draw. And I guess maybe it sets up what my next question for you would be like, which would be in 2008, 
What was your sense? And again, I think we should say here, you reviewed Hard Candy for The Village Voice at the time. What was your sense of where Madonna's career was? We mentioned that she's coming off of an interesting moment. And this is my perception, and maybe you tell me what you what you feel mm, about it. Mm. American Life had been the most notable failure. That was just a preview. If you want to hear the rest of that episode, plus new bonus content from this show weekly and so many other perks, you can join at patreon.com slash or click the link in the show notes of this episode.